0: One of you the monster. Monster?
1: We're British, you know. Hello, I'm Chris Denton.
0: And I'm Paul Monk.
1: And we are A Very British Horror. So, Paul, please, would you like to introduce our guest?
0: Uh, yes, today we'll be talking to Russell Owen about his new film, Shepherd. Hopefully I've got all that right.
1: <laughs> Welcome, Russell. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we're re- really pleased you could join us. It's, it's, it's an honour for us. My pleasure, so, my pleasure. So, and, and I think we want to start where probably everyone always starts, so apologies. But the first question is, how did you get started in filmmaking?
2: Oh, um, yes. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> I, I, my mind sort of wonders where it started all the time, really. But um, uh, I, certainly since I was about five or six, I remember watching Jaws 2. Um, and not being convinced by the shark. <laughs> I thought, okay, there's something not quite right. And I was trying to figure it out in my head, even though I was horrified as a six year old. Um, and it wasn't the best of the, you know, the, the films. Um, and I think that's definitely where it started—the fact that people can, you know, tell stories through that medium. And, and I've, I've always been an illustrator. I was a, a, a storyboard and concept artist. I, I studied illustration um, to begin with at university. Um, and assuming I'm going to sort of being a comic book artist, but, um, the, the two dimensional vibe of that really didn't, I didn't, didn't, satisfy me. And so I kind of ended up doing storyboard concept art and, um, studying screenwriting and, and working with lots of directors and, and producers and ended up falling into directing from that point. It felt like a, a natural fit. Um, so that was me figuring out what
1: Jaws 2 was all about since I was six. <laughs> So, yeah. You know, I had a similar experience with Jaws 2. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't inspire me to become a film director, but, <laughs> but I, I, remember, um, I remember watching it because I was too scared to watch the first Jaws. But I, I thought I preferred <laughs> Jaws 2 because it wasn't scaring me so much. I could sit through it, but then it's like, actually, that's because it's not really working so well. <laughs> so. Exactly. I think that,
2: that was what it was that um, got, me, got me interested. <laughs>
0: Be fair, I, I don't really remember much about Jaws 2. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Um, it,
2: it was the it was a bit where at the end I think it, they managed to get, get rid of the shark by letting it bite through an electric cable. Oh yeah. yeah
0: that's um,
2: I, I, that that's the only thing I remember, and they're all out on boats. Um, but I think it was when he bit through the cable. I just I just wasn't convinced. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the rubbery teeth. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: I remember that. So,
1: Russell, your, your first uh, feature film was Welcome to the Majority?
2: Yeah. Um, so, th- that was something I just, you know, we had absolutely no money and, and just begged, borrowed, and stealed and, and um, uh, stole and um, uh, cobbled it together from, it was six short films that I'd written set in the same universe and, and we ju- I just made them um, weekend after weekend across Ursel four-month period. Um, and um, it, it did a really good festival run, um, won a few awards. It was great. I mean, looking back at it now, you know, I can't, it's one of those things, I can't, that was my PhD, if you like, in filmmaking because um, I, I got to do all my mistakes and everything on that. Um, it never got released, um, which I, I don't have a problem with <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, I, you know, I always look back at um, my work with... Um, uh, I can say, I, I, you know, I'm not I'm not very good at looking watching my own stuff back, um, and th- that I haven't seen for a long time. But um, it, it it did help kickstart um, a career doing uh, commercials, particularly. Um, so I ended up um, being poached by a, an agency, and from that film, working for a good few years doing um, uh, lots of commercials for um, big. Brands and, and things, and, and then eventually um, leaving that to, to go on and do another film. So um, so it, it it was a good start.
1: Well, so um, I'm glad you said it hadn't been released because we couldn't track it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it's got it's got this really interesting concept, hasn't it, of of um, p- people. Wake, I don't know if they wake up but people thinking they're alone in the world after some d- disaster um, and that must have helped actually with the budget but but also it's a really like I- interesting concept reminded me a little bit of that like I know there was an old sitcom wasn't there I don't know if you ever saw it called not not with a bang where the world would, would uh, had been reduced to very few people and, and uh, yeah so I was, I was actually really intrigued by the concept of Welcome to the Majority.
2: <laughs> so. Yeah it, it was uh, and it's a precursor for you know a lot of the, uh, certainly the I, I do a lot of writing I, I love writing and, and a lot of my characters and, and I they borrow from me all the stories that I've written before and what I'm going to write and you know my next script and Parts of Shepard you know. Um, borrowed from other things that I've written that I haven't made yet. And, um, and one of those ideas, which, which I keep coming back to is, is people who are individuals who are lost for one reason or another. And that was, you know, several short films about, about those kind of characters. So it was an exercise in, in exploring character um, above everything, above anything else. And, um, uh, and in the end, you know, it's a little bit like lost in that sense that, you know, they're all, they, they all, they're all convinced they're in purgatory uh, and there was never an end to the world. It was just an end to that, to, to them. So, um, uh, that is a good sort of platform to sort of leap off, uh, for future projects. Cause yeah, like I say, I, my main number one, aim, particularly when I'm writing is to find an interesting character that that's put into an interesting situation and has to, to figure their own way out depending on, you know what, what they've been through before and uh, and how that helps. So um so the, welcome to the majority was a, was a was a great start for that.
0: Yeah I thought it kind of it reminded me just for reading about it uh of, of similar things. Uh have you ever seen the film um Cube?
2: Yes, yeah.
0: I yeah. thought again that was, I always liked that film because it was um clearly had a bit of a low budget and they they found a good way of sort of using this cube idea and reusing that same set over and over again.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I think it was, uh, I yeah. if
0: that, something like that was a bit of an influence as well.
2: Uh, yeah, I think I, I remember watching that years ago, Donkeys years ago. Yeah. Before yeah. that, and um, yeah, I must have it about two or three times. So uh, it, without a shadow of a doubt, there's, mm-hmm. all, all these films have sort of subconscious influences, you know, and you kind of think, well, I really like what they've done there and I love what they've done there. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you have to adapt it to... Um, not so much to what you can do, but what, what works for you. And and certainly, you know, early films is, is where I'm trying to find my voice, um, as a director and, and, and what story I want to tell and, and how I do it. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean, absolutely films like that always, um, you know, give you, give you ideas. And, and that was, a, that was a really good example.
1: So, so it's interesting what you say about, um, Going into advertising for a few years because that always makes me think about Ridley Scott. I think the most <laughs> famously the director who, who, yeah. who went who went that way, didn't he? Um, so um, following the same path, you um, after a few a few years, you made a a second feature film, uh, a zombie horror film yeah. called, uh, well well I think it's called Patience of a Saint, although it's yeah. also known as In- Inmate Zero, um, which yeah. which which one is um, the real title <laughs> uh well I, I uh
2: it was based on a, on a script called prisoners with a Z or two Zs, or, um uh, which it wasn't really there wasn't really much of a script it was a pile of papers, a few characters there's lots of sort of there's a kind of scene from alien in it and then there was a scene from um you know uh walking dead next minute it's the green Mart. there's all sorts of it was so i couldn't really get head to tail of it and i had I was given this script uh, with five weeks before they wanted to start shooting, and no location, no cast, no anything, uh, no budget. I mean, the budget was tight, but we were able to secure a prison, and and, um, and you know, there the wasn't incredible amount of money for cast or anything like that. But um, we absolutely did the best we could. I changed the name to Patients of a Saint because just because I just hated the title Prisoners with a Z or two Zs, whatever it was. I really, you know. I, I get it it's does what it says on the tin um and then when we finished it and and we sold it at afm in 2018 uh, vertical entertainment one of the people who picked it up and they changed it to inmate zero i think it was a tie-in to another uh film that they own called patient zero we're standing yeah. to you i think it was yeah. a tie-in with that um yeah i when i Finished um, a, an agency. I to set up my own agency, and I was working on a couple of projects, uh, spec savers with Kylie Minogue, brand oh, nice. <laughs> things like that. And, and um, we were just in the middle of a meeting. I kept getting my, my phone kept going. It was a producer I'd worked with a few years before. I made a short film um, with him, um, and uh, and he said, "There's this uh, project going, and they really need a director." because... There's one from India who turned it down and, and there was an American director who wanted all his crew to be flown over from America and like first class travel and all that. And um, and I just went, oh, do you know what? Anything to sort of peel me away from doing these short format, um, you know, selling products. Advertising is an amazing place to cut your teeth and certainly, you know, you can try, you have great budgets, you can try out all sorts of different cameras and equipment all sorts of things. But, um, and work with crews um, that you, you like, but um, yeah, I just, I just needed to jump off it and get back into film, which was because that was the whole point of me, you know, going to university and, and, and studying and working out and selling my car to try and make short films and do all that kind of it. So it was an opportunity. And I said from day one to the producers, um, I'll do it for next to no money. So expenses, if you finance, um, uh, my film, Shepherd.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: they, they agreed, and they—I um, mean—they were—they were true to their word. I mean, it was a struggle going on, but—but um, but, you know, it's—it's it's great that it's its at least managed to um, get over the line and finish the finish that. But also, Inmate Zero, zombie film. Um, I'm not a big zombie fan, only because I never found them scary. And there's loads of people who I know. There's an epic. Um, you know following out there and, and, and all that. so i had to approach it as i would find a zombie scary or, or whatever and it, it was a struggle for me but i mean the location the setting um i had to do it and it looked at, it looks a little bit like porridge because I, <laughs> that that was my idea of a, a creepy prison i had to go a little bit more hammer horror with it rather than try and make it realistic mm-hmm. um and and make and and it and it's it's done really really well i mean it's, it's still playing in, you know, it, it, we thought it would end up in a DVD bin in in for a quid at a petrol station somewhere, maybe in 10 years. And <laughs> it ended up, you know, doing making millions in Mexico, in Asia. It was in cinemas for, you know, six, seven, eight. It was insane. And I had no idea. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it, like I say, it's not my, my vibe, that kind of film. Um, but I thought I had such an amazing time filming it. Um, And then we we finished it, we started shooting it, I think it was um, April 2018, finished uh, the entire thing by Christmas, you know, sound, music, VFX, the lot. And it was out in 2019. Well, at the end of 2019, it started coming out um, once uh, it had been bought. Um, I was gobsmacked. I mean, I I genuinely didn't think um,
1: it would do that well. So the producers were very happy. Uh, needless to say. <laughs> well, I mean, two two things I'd like to come come back to you on on, on Russell. Uh, I, I I actually agree with you on zombie films. That they they're not. My favourite form form of horror film, and there are some I like, but it's not my favourite. And but the second thing is, I know why this film was successful. It's because because it's really good, <laughs> and um, right. I, I, and you're able to watch uh Main Zero on a- Amazon Prime. Um, so so is easy enough for people to to get get hold of this one? And um, yeah, I, I watched it with my wife, and we were we were like, yeah, this is a really good film. This is oh, really oh, enjoyable. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, the 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 prison um. The prison setting really works it's 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 original for 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 a zombie film i also also thought ambitious because you've you've got um quite a large cast of characters there's quite yeah. a big setting <laughs> um yeah uh, it
2: was that was definitely ambitious it was um i i already deleted seven characters before we even got to film wow. so many characters in the original script and some appeared and then vanished and we never heard about them again, so I was like oh what's the point in that case I delete it 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 was a tough one and and it, we you know we still end up with a hell of a lot of characters and and lots of big dialogue scenes and you know it it, it was a really ambitious thing to sort of approach um uh, you know all we were doing was trying to cut stuff out and try and get to the to the meat of it and um uh, you know although this the scenario is, is is as real as it can be, be in terms of you know holding yourself up, somewhere. the geography of you know we, an entire prison and how that all works. So I th- I, it was it was really tough, particularly with the the time we had to to you know before from just a pile of paper to having to roll on the first day. Five weeks is not preferable. Whereas you know Shepherd moving on, um, that was um, I I wrote that in two thousand and four, and I you know I'd been pulling that on and off the shelf here so the second it came to shooting that um you know we had much more prep time but it was you know could do it with my eyes shut because i knew what i was trying to do and achieve whereas every day on 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 inmate zero patients are saying um you know there was a challenge because i'm trying to emphasize um a character with one of the actors and, and neither of us know who that character is So <laughs> we're trying to sort of find things all the time and you know, rather than you know, you're doing nine setups in a room, whereas normally you'd only need two or three because you've got to try and do coverage. And we were trying to do lots of coverage because we, you know, sometimes when you're stuck, you have to then let the editor find the, you know, who which characters pulling it along. And th- so it was, it was a huge challenge that film. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm really pleased that it, it did find an audience. Um, you know, I'm. I'm Mostly, I'm pleased for the uh, producers because um, they were working on the basis that it wouldn't have done as as well as it as it did.
0: Can Can I just sort of say as well that I I am a bit with Chris really. I, zombie films, I quite, although I quite enjoyed them. It's more on a um, how what, let's see how many interesting ways we can mow down zombies. Yeah, sort, sort of view really, and not they're definitely not scary particularly. Um, uh, but but yeah, so so they again they're not really my my sort of thing. Um I do like the really like the idea of a zombie version of porridge though. So.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that, that was what I was trying to go
0: for. <laughs> um, um and and what I wanted to ask was is is where where did you film it? What was the where what was the prison you used? Um
2: it? the prison was Shepton, Shepton Mallet prison in ah, step. Um, and that closed, I think, in 2012. Um, uh, after, I mean, it, it, it was first prison, prison on that site in 1610. It's one of the oldest prisons, um, certainly the, the oldest um, operating prisons in the UK.
0: Is, isn't it meant to be one of the most haunted as well?
2: Yeah, I, and I, I, you know, if you're not a believer in ghosts, um, ask any of the crew or the cast on that film. It was, it was, <laughs> it wasn't a nice. I mean, you know, we were shooting. I think in May, um, May and June in that prison outside, it's 24, 25 degrees and no joke, inside it's two degree. It was freezing cold. We, I remember opening the door and the whole play, we were absolutely shivering and, and um, you know, I, I used one room as a bit of an office at one point, my head was all over the place trying to sort of figure out this script and did tons of storyboards, trying to, sort, of, you know, figure out the space and work it out. And I was standing in the execution room, yeah. And I only re- re- realized because there was this <laughs> on the wall, and and right where the, they used to drop people, you know, and, and hang them through the, the trapdoors. It was, it was a really creepy place. And there was always like bangs and th- I I remember going for the first time on the wrecking. I, I wasn't very well. I had really bad flu and um Samad line producer just sort of walked off to speak to somebody and, and i got into one of the old wings and i was standing there and the door was huge heavy door just slammed behind me and there was there was no reason for it to slam and and that was it i was just like okay fine this <laughs> it was terrifying place i mean the the, the prison itself is is is, is amazing and, and yeah
0: and really good so
2: yeah so many people had died there it was you know horrible horrible stories really but uh but yeah amazing amazing location
1: so, I mean, although you filmed it there, the film's actually set on a like a remote island in the middle of the Atlantic, isn't it, called yeah. uh, St. Leonard's, It's where the title uh, "Patience of a Saint nice. comes from. But um, your, your next film, Shepherd, is it, it also set on a remote island, isn't it? Um, yeah, uh,
2: um, I think, again, going back to Welcome to Shorty and, and little things that gear you up to, to do the one that you want to do. Um, and, and you know, exploring what how it might work on an island, and and, and you know, particularly with the prison, St. Lenz prison in uh, inmate zero. I um, I went back to my hometown of Andedna in North Wales. There's a, a really beautiful peninsula there, the Great Orm, um, out which lends itself very well to um, to being an island. There was a little village up the coast, um, in North Wales, uh, Cricketh, which is somewhere else I used to live. Um, you know, went with a drone team and filmed all that so we could superimpose the village and the, the, um, uh, the, the CGI prison onto this island just to make it, um, uh, as remote. So it was little things like that, which really helped with Shepherd, which I'd written many, many, many years before. Um, and, and that was always going to be set on an island. Um, and, um, to, to also on, a, on an island which is kind of like in a, in a group of islands off the sort of west coast of Scotland. And it was based on exactly the same story I was going about when we were filming. Um, Kate Dickey, was also in the film, she was in The Witch, which Robert Eggers' um, first feature. And um, she said, oh, Robert's filming this other film, which is a bit like that, as I was. um I based it on The Smalls Lighthouse in Wales, which is um a story of two guys who were running a lighthouse at smaller off the coast of wales and 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 went mad and it and it, in the late 1700s it was and um they and and robert eggerson based the lighthouse on exactly the same story and was shooting it at exactly the same time and um <laughs> i was like oh god but luck i mean I, mine had changed evolved quite a bit I'd, I'd gotten rid of the second guy and i'd turned it into a shepherd because it was more i found it a bit more interesting a bit more out and about and and the island itself as is a, is a Sort of supernatural entity and you're not sure whether it's real or not so it's a very very different story but I, I was gobsmacked that somebody else had heard that story uh, having grown up in in that area um you know some American director has gone off and 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 found that as inspiration but well, I was very excited at the same time because I'm a big fan of Robert Eggers.
0: I was going to ask about that actually because Kate Dickey obviously is in, in Shepherd, mm. and I was going to ask about uh, Witch which um Sort of it has, has a, that same sort of isolation feel to it, and I wondered if, again, that was something that you you liked. And yeah,
2: yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think what I like, love about his uh, films, both both of them, is is his um, attention to detail on dialogue and his scripts. So you know, they're very. Um, he does a lot of research on on, on the time period. Um, and that seems to become, you know, one of his signatures, which um, I just found really, really interesting and, as well as, you know, making sure he's, the, the casting is really, really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely isolation. And weirdly enough, Kate Dickey, the, the role she was going to play was originally a man. It was an old fisherman that owns this island. Um, and I couldn't for the life of me find the right, we were amazing names were coming up on the, on the, you know, uh, really, really famous people. But I couldn't see past a guy doing it and looking, not looking like Captain Birdseye, um, because that was, that was the setup we wanted. And and um, uh, Gemma Sykes said, well, maybe we should make it a woman. And Kate Dickie was right at the top of the list. So I said, oh yeah, well, if we can get Kate Dickie, you know, joking. And then next minute, Kate Dickie's on the phone to me and won't get off for like three hours because she was, Completely into the idea, and it was really, yeah, it was really exciting to to, to have her because she does, you know, she's she's an amazing, um, she really does bring characters to life when she um, gets involved, and she's a really, really dedicated
1: um, actor. Well, what a cast you've got though, because you've also got Tom Hughes. Um, hmm. He he plays the shepherd, doesn't he? Uh, and and he's he's in Victor, been in Victoria. And um, he's currently in um, Discovery of Witches, isn't he? Um, and you've also got the great Greta Saatchi. That's how you say it, isn't it?
2: Greta Saatchi. Yeah, Greta Skacki. I think Ska- I, okay, yeah. sorry. There's been a couple of pronunciations on there. On, <laughs> don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, the, the cast, um, I was really... Tra- and we spent a long time, you know, I mean, two of my main thing, which I, you know, again, we were, I was battling so hard with the make zero because we'd had such a short period of time, but um, my two number one roles are story and performance. And, and you know, I really had to work hard to get the script to the absolute right place so that I knew it would attract a really good cast. And again, um, you know, the, the lead role was was crucial. And, and Gemma Sykes, who was cast in, had, had put this, um, this an, an incredible people on it and names who were, you know, uh, the script was going in front of their agents and they're all, yeah, they're available. Can you shoot a little bit later in the year? Because they they've got to do this. So and so I'd really like to do that. Too. And I was golf smacked all these like you know, huge, big film stars with it. And Tom Hughes, although I knew um Tom, I I I hadn't really seen him in, in anything like this. And I, I was just dismissing him. And Gemma put him to the top of the list and I really, really thought, this is the role for this guy. And I ended up watching an episode of something you've been in called Paula. And he was amazing. in it. And, and one, one thing that really stood out above it, all these huge names, big stars that were being um, put forward is that the role of Eric Black in the film, his character, uh, has to completely dominate almost every single scene and and, and shot. And there's not, not much dialogue when obviously he's on an island completely alone with a dog. Then the dog goes missing. Um, only a third through the film. <laughs> um, not going to give much away. But... It, you, I needed an actor that could really not just embody that character, a very sort of you know um, heavy role to play, but was also going to hold the screen um, and really keep you engaged in those those big quiet lulls um, where he you know tense lulls and and he um, um, above everyone else he, he shone out and luckily he was he was really keen to to do it so we, we're really lucky to get him Greta again. Um, Gemma really wanted Greta because she, she also looks a little bit like she could be Tom's man. They got the same sort of eyes. And, um, but she, um, she hadn't really been doing roles as much. So she's much keen to go into these sort of roles. Um, now at this stage in her career and, and, um, and, you know, we, we really did, um, makeup, wigs, uh, this really sort of, <laughs> my, 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 I think my, um, Brief to the costume girls was imagine like an evil Mrs. Doyle from Father <laughs> Ted, um, and they did a cre- they did a great job. I mean, she looked fantastic in the film; you wouldn't recognize her. Um, uh, so yeah, and then you know, obviously his wife Guy Vise is is um, French actress who's who's uh, she was in Vikings and that She's her stars really flying at the moment, and um, so and I've known her for a few years, so and and asked if she she think about doing it and she um she just turned up in scotland and went yeah there are so that was that was fantastic she's she's
1: brilliant so you, i mean so it's set in the um uh like um, the outer hebrides is it uh, and uh,
2: yeah so it, it's it's a uh nondescript off the west coast of um scotland we shot it on the Isle of Mole um in the hebrides but it's um uh, it, it, it's a nondescript location. The reason we shot it there is, although there have been a few films shot on the Isle of Mole, there's this really wild, insanely majestic, beautiful part of the island on the other side where no one had really filmed before, apart from the odd wildlife documentary, because you get otters and golden eagles and all sorts of things around there. Um, and I really wanted to build a set on location and, and do all that kind of thing. And um, it was a really challenging location to, to be. but the payoff of it in the film is, is incredible. I mean, there was lots of suggestions, lots of suggestions that, Oh, go and shoot at this place called Loch Tom, which is outside Glasgow where I think they shoot Shetland and and, and things like that, the TV series.
0: Okay.
2: Um, but that just didn't give anywhere near the, you know, the the scale and the, the, the majesty of the, the and, and the island is a character in the film. So you, you have to film somewhere, uh, that, that gives that, um, off. And I, you know, lots of, um, very angry um, location because <laughs> it, it was a really tough, it was a really tough place to be. Um, but the, yeah, I mean, once you see the film and you see it in the film, I mean, it is a character in, in of itself. and It's, um, it really does stand out. I mean, it's an insanely beautiful part of the world.
1: I'm really excited to hear, hear you say that because, I mean, this is, this is very niche, but there's um, a Michael Powell film called uh, The End of the World. Um, yeah, which, which is like a fictionalised set on a fictionalised version of um, St Kilda, um, so really remote Scottish island, and um, I just love the location of that, and, and I've been wanting a horror film to do something like that, <laughs> but, but, like my whole life basically, because um, you know, I mean like the, the wicker man is set on a, a Scottish island, isn't it? But it's nothing yeah. like that. It's very nice and pretty. And yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, I mean, what, what, what you, you're saying now is just really, really making me want to see the film.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, it, and also, you know, these, these islands, are. are, are I mean, of course they, they're absolutely stunning and, and um, they're, they're made for, you know, horror. I mean, it is a horror in of itself. I mean, the island is, I mean, the animals. mall's not yet. It was really difficult to find. And initially we were going out and hoping we'd find some rundown cottage we can use as the uh, thing. And we couldn't, I mean, because um, all those islands now, those old little rundown places and rundown lighthouses and abandoned things are, are all gone, or they're all luxury Airbnbs <laughs> and beautifully done up. Um, so we we had to build everything for I mean everything apart from I think his mother's farm which we found on the other is um um a, a set and the 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 lighthouse in it is um you, you they've they've built the full scale bottom of the lighthouse and then and then we had a seven foot model um to shoot on location which was made by um legendary model maker Lee took he's an amazing guy who worked with Tim Burton and it in, in the past making models you know, Da Vinci Code of buildings. Um be, because we needed to really design stuff for that landscape with the colour palette for that landscape that really sort of fit in and, and help you sort of escape into it. Um and yeah I mean the, the they're not used enough Those, But I can see why. I mean the access is a, a nightmare that you know tiny little bridges you're nowhere <laughs> gonna get a little a van over and and this kind of thing. But um but definitely worth it
1: um, for the end result yeah sounds awesome so um I think I need I need to ask you then um because we've talked about Shepherd being a horror film and and uh, inmate zero as as well so so um you know what what are your your favorite horror movies are you are you because you, uh, you, you did not like zombie yeah. films but do you you mentioned hammer horror do you like do you like those? Is
2: that yeah, I there's definitely a little bit of inspiration and, and deliberate inspiration. I mean, I'm not um from the the Hammer days, um absolutely. I mean, I remember very much growing up, um and it was always Friday night. I think it was Channel Four or BBC. I can't remember what it was, but it was always like you know half midnight, one o'clock. And they'd have some ha- hammer on, and and, and um, I just love the the absolute budget look <laughs> of the things like that. I, I was fascinated. Like, oh, look at these people! Just you know, they've clearly gone back into the same wardrobe and things like that, and um, churning them out with you know the same sort of like old mansions and locations, you know, outside and woods somewhere. And it was yeah. I mean that was that was, a, that was a, an inspiration. I say deliberate inspiration for you know. Um, even Shepard, there's some of the styling and, and and the the sets and the costume which have a nod back to that stylized thing, but with this time with purpose because you know it's it it's a film that illustrates depression. If you do illustrate depression, depression is a horror, and <laughs> it, and it, 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 so you end up trying to nod to horror films as well as sort of build the tension in. But I think today, you know, um, uh, my favorite horror film. I mean, I'd love Ari Aster. I mean, you know, because it's not even so much about the jumps, it's it's how his films really get under your skin. Um so Hereditary and, and Midsummer I thought were really, really incredible. Obviously I loved The Witch, as I mentioned, um uh, Get Out and and what Jordan Peele did did with that um was incredible. You know, it, today there's there's much more um you, you, 80s, 90s, you you can get those slashers and they're great and you know, and there's lots of boxes you can tick. Um, but I think, you know, today the audiences want a little bit more. They want a bit more depth. They want to find out a little bit more about the characters and they want to kind of be lulled into a false sense of security before they're, you know, shot or t- taken aback by by a scene or, or an event. Um, and you, you can't just rely on those old sort of horror film templates, which, which is a good thing because, I mean, I don't, you know, and, and the same with cast, uh, you have to. The good thing about horror film, um, I think, above any other genre, is they really do. Um, uh, if you if you play your cards right, offer the best characters to play and and the best stories. Um, and and as far as I'm concerned, they're you know they're much more entertaining than an action or anything like that because um, they they rope you in a little bit more
1: uh absolutely so are you intending to stay in horror after shepherd
2: um no i've 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 written quite a lot of, of different theater. i love thrillers um, again for the same reason um not necessarily horror you know it it when i start on a script it doesn't necessarily start off as anything else it starts with an idea and it ends up falling into a genre i don't really like to pigeonhole something but Shepard, you know, inevitably turns into a horror because the starting point is a is a guy alone on an island with depression. I mean, you can't make a funny film out of that. <laughs> I mean, you could, but it's just it wasn't where it was going. Um, uh, you know, the film I'm working on at the moment, which um, hopefully um, get the ball rolling at the end of the year, um, once Shepard is is has been set free um is that's that's very much a thriller with a lot of comedy um involved in it much more like like a like a hitchcock style thriller if um uh noel coward had wrote a sweary script for hitchcock that's so it's been sold at the moment which i i is perfectly um perfectly just Good description for it. Wow,
1: um, that sounds brilliant. That that, that is a great. <laughs> I mean, hook. <laughs> I hope it <laughs> lives up to it. That sounds amazing. Oh
2: no, it, I, I'm really really proud of <laughs> proud of the script. It's it's
1: brilliant. So we're sort of, to
2: cast at the moment. Um, and um, I've I've written um a sci-fi much more in in it, which is kind of quite a horrific sci-fi in line with more more like an ET vibe, but not not as lovely as ET. <laughs> um, and uh, but but that genre, that sort of the, the dark side of drama is definitely um more my area and I think that's why I sort of fall into. It. but I wouldn't you know I'm not like a, a John Carpenter or anything where, where you know I'm, this is absolutely who I am and 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 what I'm gonna make um for uh, for or certainly not a Rob Zombie or anything like that. you know <laughs> you, you, can, <laughs> you you got your template and 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 you go for it and, and you do very well um but i'm you know i'm i'm very much um story and performance first and then you know we'll see where it where it ends up falling but inevitably and anything i'm attracted to story wise is always has a dark edge so
0: i think i think some of the films you you mentioned earlier which are all films that i've really loved um again i think i think there's this idea that, that horror is is, in, is can be a bit blurry it can kind of cross genres Yeah um, because again, I think a lot of those films, Get Out, for instance, mm. could could be. I mean, it has a fairly horrific ending, but it, it could be a, th- a sort of thriller through most of it. So I oh, think yeah. there's, this, there's 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 much more of a blurring of that horror line now.
2: Yeah, and and and, and it's a good thing because you know I remember uh, in the early days, even with Shepard going out trying to sell it and get sales agents attached and all the independent world of filmmaking and just getting this really irritating, you know, from marketing people and quite patronising sort of kind of, you know, like, oh, well, you know, what you want to do is this and what you need to do is that and you need to drop that and you need to get some blood in the first minute and you need, and just stupid things because this is what the audience wants and it's kind of when the money side of it comes out and whereas actually, now audiences have moved on um considerably and 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 they are it, there's a lot of content out there and you know and you've got lots of competition and never but also there's a lot more platforms out there and people are watching more and um audience are becoming much more intelligent and savvy to you know what to expect and 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 they want new stories and they want want to be surprised and and you know blurring a genre is okay um it's difficult for a marketing team to try you know there's a panic and they want to go Oh, but you know how are we going to market this? Is it a horror film? Is it a this? Is it a that? Oh, it's all going to fall, fall apart. The, the, some of the best films, almost all the best films, is difficult to, you know, pin them down into an exact genre. Um, you know, yeah. what's Shawshank Redemption? What's, you know... Um, oh, I don't Can't on, pick one off the top yeah, but, but, of you know, it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, and as you were saying, Get Out starting off as this sort of, like, thriller and what's going to go, and then it turns into a horror. And, you know, it... it People say it's okay to do that because that's how we're going to get um, uh, new material and, and and find new films and and be able to change the industry and change storytelling and, and move on and, and entertain audiences more rather than um, being forced to stick to a template to a genre and 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 be pigeonholed and you know and uh, use the same cast play the same sort of roles and so
0: on. I think audiences are much uh, better accepting. That sort of ambiguity now as well.
2: Um, Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Which is a good, like I say, brilliant thing.
0: So, is um,
1: Shepherds in post production at the moment? Is is that the? uh, Because I think you filmed it in twenty nineteen, did you? Or or twenty nineteen and twenty twenty?
2: Yeah. So twenty nineteen, and then going into twenty twenty, we, I mean, the company had struggled with the budget quite a bit and then by the time they were raising money to sort of finish things up they covid happened and their investors were like look nobody knows what's going on at the moment so everything was kind of held back um and in the end we realized that we're going to do it it's just going to sit on the shelf we've got to go for it and and you know we've got to figure out how to shoot around covid and and i i've got my own little agency and we'd been um doing all sorts of um, practices and, and so we can start doing some filming for the BBC and we've been doing that with also the face visors and all that and, and using those sort of APA guidelines and and um, we said look we we can do this with a small crew we, and there was some things we, we couldn't film on the island mole that when we came to filming them over it, we just didn't um, everything had shut down and the budget had gone. Uh, There was a big underwater tank scene. There was a car that goes off a cliff. There's all sorts of different things. Um, So we were able to do all that um, during COVID uh, with with smaller crews, but still with the same um, scale, which was great because they were all very well storyboarded and we we knew exactly what we needed to do and who to to have on our teams. Um, So we finished all the filming by um, September, and just went straight into post properly. We'd already done a bit of assembly of the edit and, and started doing a little bit of work. Um, and so now, yeah, we're, we're in the final stages of um, all this um, CGI, the VFX parts of everything and, and the sound and music's um, coming together nicely. So uh, it should be finished, it will soon be finished in March, but um, uh, then we're just in talks with sales agents and, and distributors. Uh, to see where the best home for it is, um, but it's it's definitely we're we're aiming one hundred percent for um, cinema. So when cinemas open, um, it will be for that because we shot it for the big screen, um, and and there is a definite difference between shooting for for we've we've got things on our slate which are deliberately for streaming services because we understand what an audience might want from something on a streaming service versus an experience they'll have in in a cinema. So. Um, and this was very much a cinema thing. So, so yeah, there were some really, really good talks at the moment um, with some really big um, uh, distributors and uh, sales agents um, who we were very, very keen on on doing it. Particularly with you know some uh, big film festival names um, coming up as well that they've got submitted to. And so it's yeah, it's it's a really exciting um, final lap before we let it go.
1: Well, I mean, like I said before, I, I can't wait. So um, we're recording this interview now in, in February. So it's, it sounds like before too much longer, uh, I, I'll, I'll be able to, to, to watch this film, which, which will be you know, absolutely fantastic. And I, I think um, I'd like to wish you the best of, of luck with it. I'm sure. I'm I'm, I'm I, i'm sure it will be a big success and i really do hope um I, I can see it on the big screen i hope the cinemas survive i think they will survive covid because uh, yeah. there's no experience like there? so um uh, yeah so, so
2: yeah no so cinemas yeah um i'm, I'm convinced i'll survive in, in some form or another i think hopefully it sort of flushes out the the bad ones, there's too many good cinemas out there which were struggling beforehand, but um, I've, I've no doubt, because there is a huge appetite for cinema and, and getting out. It's, it's cinema is not like, oh, I can watch it on my tally now. There's, you know, there's, it is an experience. And um, and I, I think people will be running out because, you know, I, I certainly miss it. Um, and I'm sure many other people do. <laughs> Lots of people can't wait to get out of the house and get not look at their
1: TV one more time. I'm with you there, Russell.
0: Yeah, um, okay. so-
1: those are all the questions i have paul do you have anything else
0: um no i think i think that's it really i'm really really looking forward to shepherd it just sounds like the the sort of thing i really love Um, well so i'm I'm, yeah i'm looking forward to that and hope hope it all goes well um very much
1: yeah Yeah. so thank you again russell we really appreciate you coming on the show (laughs) fantastic Um, no
2: thanks for the invite
0: that's
1: all right right then well, until next time, I've been Chris Denton,
0: and I am Stelpanuk.
1: Goodbye. Bye.